This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get amplified. Hello, Amplify You family. Welcome to our show. So excited to be here today for a Ask the Expert interview with Laura Burton. Laura is amazing. I met her a few weeks ago at the New Media Summit, and I feel like I've said that the last few interviews I've done with people. There was a lot of really incredible people at the New Media Summit. I highly recommend if you're thinking about podcasting to go check out the New Media Summit the next time. Hopefully, we can do a live event again soon. Anyways, Laura was my partner there. We uh, we met, we got to collaborate on some things, and I got to learn so many great things about Laura. Laura is a marketing expert. She's so good at what she does, and she really helped me craft my pitch when I did at the um, at the New Media Summit, so that was really awesome. And I wanted to bring Laura on today to talk to you guys about what are some things we should be doing for marketing right now, and what are some things how we can like pivot and do our best marketing stuff with our podcast and also be sensitive of what's happening in the world currently as we're recording here. We're still on lockdown for the coronavirus. So welcome, yes. Laura. <laughs> Thank you for being Thank with you. us. Thank you. That was and great to be your business you. is 416 Sales, right? Yes, it is. It's great to be here. Thank you. And it was so much fun meeting you at the summit with everybody. I mean, it was, and I think we were one of the last live events that happened before everything just kind of got canceled. So we yeah. were very, very, very fortunate to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. We were so lucky to get that, sneak that in that event before we uh, had to all go home for who knows how long now. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your background. What made you get into marketing and like how, how did you end up being in marketing? Well, it was an interesting thing when I, I always sold. It just kind of was a natural thing. I learned it when I was a kid from my dad. I, I wanted to go out and do something and I had to ask him because my mom was gone and he was working and I had to interrupt him. I was really scared to, to talk to him and ask him a question and I got shut down. Like I was in like a million pieces in a moment, you know, it was really bad. And, and he felt so crushed. I think that he had just taken me down in like a, a second that he called me back and He's like, do you really want to go and do what you were saying? I'm like, yeah, but you said no. He said, okay, no isn't no. And he gave me my first sales lesson. So I learned to be a negotiator and go into sales all along. Getting into internet marketing was really kind of by accident. I was looking for a job. I was married. And my husband said, why don't you go get a writing job? You love to write. And this internet marketing company was looking for project managers and they put an ad on Craigslist in the writing section. They wanted someone who could be articulate, who could talk on the phone and write real, real grammar English sentences when they sent emails to clients. And I looked at this and I was like, I love talking on the phone and sending emails. Those are like my two favorite things. I'm the perfect fit for this job. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let me have this. So I ended up working there and learning so much. I, I got there in 2011, right before things started really, really changing with internet marketing. And it wasn't long before I ended up in sales and doing a lot of strategy with people because 
I just, I like to help people. And when things aren't working and I find out what they need, I make more money, but they also get what they need. So it, it kind of happened that way. That's awesome. I love it. And so now you're doing this like back in 2011 when there was another major crisis in the world that happened. And so uh, is that kind of feeling similar to what's going on as far as like sales and in the internet space right now? Well, you know, this is a really different kind of thing than what happened before. Um, One day, Google changed the rules in 2012. They came out with two black and white animals, the panda penguin, what I call the one-two punch. And people just disappeared from the first page and their sales were just gone. And there was this you know, panic. I think a lot of people didn't really understand what was happening with small businesses between 2012 and 2014 with all of the different things that were going on. But a lot of small businesses really got impacted badly and it hurt a lot of communities. And we went through a little bit of difficulty, but it wasn't really identified with this. This is literally people are just being shut down. People just can't go to work. And it's a very different climate. I see a lot of opportunities, you know, this has been going on for a few weeks now. So I think the initial stunning shock of wait a minute, what just happened and, and some of the difficulty, I think people are just kind of settling into, okay, I've got this routine. I'm working at home or I'm not working at home. What am I going to be doing? And I'm seeing a lot of people are now, but since they've had time to think about their life a little bit differently, mm-hmm. they're stepping in and saying, it's now time for me to start that new business I've been thinking about that someday is now for them. Mm-hmm. And people are doing things differently, like real estate. They're using Zoom for virtual showings. They're, people are using technology in different ways. And so I think there's, there are a lot of people who are out doing things and who are customers and who are buying things. It's really a matter of understanding who you're, who you're marketing to and what your audience is. Mm. How have they been affected? What is going on with them? That's a really good point to really like think about your audience too. Like who are they and who, how have they been like, is your audience um, restaurant workers? Well, yeah, they're not going to be really like spending a lot of money right now because they all just lost their jobs. Right. Whereas uh-huh. like, if you're thinking about your audience, like for my particular audience of working with podcasters and podcast management, it's been very lucrative this last couple of weeks because a lot of people just, just want to have the more time to spend with their families because they're all of a sudden home with all their kids. So they're like, can you take over the podcast, please? Like, you know, this is something that um, is going really well for us right now as an opportunity in this, but I'm seeing people online, like still a little bit afraid. I think you're right. They're settling in right now, but I think they're still a little bit afraid to like do sales or make sales. What do you think about that? It's an interesting thing. I, I love that are selling courses and doing trainings and a lot of coaches. And so I see all of the sales emails that are coming in and I'm seeing a lot of different tactics. People are giving a lot of things for free. I just saw one that was really interesting. Tell us your budget and what you need and we'll figure out what we can do for you based on your budget. And I, that I have not seen before. That was a new one. And I thought that was really creative. Um, I saw one email say, you know, the, the, we're no longer going to be looking for experts. We're going to be looking for people who can just take care of things. And so there's a lot of people jockeying for position and how they're going to be putting themselves out there, which is really interesting. A lot of people are still buying. Mm-hmm. They're buying essentials in a lot of way. And I would say they're, they're being very selective in terms of how they're going on. From the internet marketing space, the people who are coming in, they want to have a voice. 
there are people now who are deciding it is time for me to get public. I need to step out. I need to do more. And so there have been a couple people where I've seen that, you know, if they're an artist or if they're someone who's a human rights activist or somebody who is really an expert in a field that hasn't really wanted to step out too much, now they are. Now they're going to put themselves in a position where they're going to be in demand, where people are going to where they get to be in the conversation. So one thing that Steve Ulsher said at the Nubia Summit, what conversation do you want to be a part of? Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of the best questions that a business owner can ask themselves when they're going to be looking at who they're serving. Because the customer experience starts with the first time someone encounters you. How do you make someone feel? And how are they feeling in the process of working with you? And how are they feeling about what they just got? And people want better. That's sales. Sales hasn't changed. Sales is exactly the same as it was over 100 years ago and probably 100 years before that. We just have more books we can read from 100 years ago. <laughs> and so when we're getting out there, it, it's a more caring environment. You know, someone was saying that helping is the new sales. Mm. Well, helping has always been sales. Yeah. You know, when people need, yeah, when people need something, you, you know, you make money when you have something that people want, it's, there's a demand for it and you're providing a service of some kind, whether you're feeding people and now restaurants are getting into home delivery. Mm -hmm. If they're open, you know, people are looking at, you know, how can I serve you? I've heard some really cool stories of what businesses are doing to be creative. So I think the selling environment is very healthy right now, mm -hmm. as long as you understand who you're selling to and what they, what the reason is of why they're going to buy from you. Sorry, my Siri thing just went on. Saw this thing, turn off the sound. So, you know, when you're looking... Oh my gosh, seriously? <laughs> Too funny. Siri, you're not part of this conversation. <laughs> I know. It's like, where is she coming off? It's so funny. I never like have my phone making noise and something like this, and now today it is just to mess with me. <laughs> this wants to be a part of the conversation. I, I know. Well, she's asking questions. Well, I, I don't understand. Yeah, thank you. So, you know. As, as long as you really think about, you know, the normal sales approach of, you know, hey, here I've got a special offer is abrupt, mm -hmm. you know, and so. It's like, hey, you want to marry me? Like, yeah, <laughs> we <date> first. <laughs> yeah, you have some of that. But the, you know, here I've got something free to give and here I want to see what you need. That's a tactic that's been around for years and it's been very, very effective. I think where a lot of people are trying to jockey for position is that they're, there's a crowded space and it's going to get more crowded. And I remember, you know, the coaching world, there are going to be a lot of people who are going to come in and be coaches. Mm -hmm. There just are, because what do I do? Okay. I'm not going to go here. I have to come up with a service. How do I help people? Okay. I'm a coach. I don't have to get certified. I don't have the license. I don't have to spend a lot of money. I can slap up a webpage and I'm good. So when you have an influx of people who are coming in, and this happened in the internet marketing world in 2014 in January. I remember I was on some sales calls and a business guy said to me, he said, Laura, I don't know what just happened to your industry, but I now get 30 calls a week from internet marketing companies and I probably get about 100 emails. 
of companies, everyone came on to be an expert. Everyone decided people need internet marketing. I'm going to be an internet marketer. I can be an expert. And so it just got flooded. And when you're in a competitive space, you have to really set yourself apart by doing the right thing, mm -hmm. knowing that you can deliver something that's going to actually work mm -hmm. and have a lot of integrity and be reliable. Mm, yeah. You know, you, you have to do that. And those yet sound so simple, yet I think those can take you really far. <laughs> and, and the people that yeah. are not in the line with, with integrity and those kind of things and not reliable, they're just going to go by the wayside. Like for as an example, we live in a really small town and, you know, it, there's tons of trades workers here, but like, like there's, there's not many to choose from. And when you choose one and then they don't show up, like, oh my gosh, like that just gave all the competition to the other guy, right? <laughs> like, you know, you gotta be yeah. reliable, you gotta show up, you gotta be in integrity and that takes you a long way. It really does. And, and the reputation that you have, what's interesting now about being in business is that people feel that it's their duty to warn people if you are not a good provider of mm -hmm. services or products. They will take to the internet and they will voice their concern. And, you know, when you take care of people and do the right thing, and sometimes people don't mean to mess up. I don't think anyone goes, you know, wakes up in the morning and says, I'm going to screw up my client's stuff today. <laughs> I don't think it, it's something that they mean. Maybe they get too busy or maybe something comes up and they just don't know how to communicate something and they'd rather not try to communicate it they're just trying to fix it or see if it'll just go away and then you know things should be fine but when you tell people what's going on and you give them a realistic expectation of what they're getting into in the process and then you're there with them as a partner you're always reassuring your client i was actually talking to a girl today because you know there was a new client that was working on a project and when she was talking to him she sounded tired and she wasn't really energetic and she didn't give him a good feeling and he wanted to bail on it. He wanted, he wanted to cancel because she hadn't made him feel good. When you are in business, you are constantly reassuring your customer. Mm -hmm. You are constantly. And the reason too is because they're going to have five other companies minimum trying to sell them what you do and trying to sh waiting for you to make mistakes so that they can take you you know, get your client away from you. So the personal relationship that you have with people is everything. And even if you don't have anything in particular that you have to sell, if you just do the best that you possibly can, whatever you do to just do the right thing for people and really be there for people, something will show up for you that they're going to want you to help with. I've had so many people want to, you know, I would love you to come work for me. I'd love you to come do this. I'd love you to come do that because I, I care a lot about people and I will spend a lot of time with people and it's like, okay, so yeah, I can help you with this project. I can do this for you. And then I get clients and then it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. So for us podcasters that are like sitting out here with our voices out there, how, what are some strategies that are working right now that we can maybe utilize in marketing our podcast and putting our podcast out there in a better way? Because I feel like the message a lot of us are giving is that like helping people and being giving and hopefully that's attracting the right people into our world. So any other suggestions of things that we should be doing? I think that networking with people and making connections when you have a guest on, you know, really talk to them about 
how they can promote what they're doing to their people, you know, because you're sharing their audience at that point. So making sure that you have a system in place to do that. If you're going to, you know, get out there and you want to do something with ads or you want to be posting, you know, be creative, set up a system where let's say you have an email list. Okay. When you're going to, when you've done an interview, let people know about the interview. When it's going to be posting, let them know about the interview, you know, and take, take that content and put it out on all the social media channels that you can make sure that you're taking your podcast and you are dicing it up in to different segments, you know, arrange your show so that you have your hour long show or your half hour show, you have two 15 minute videos, you've got your quotables, you've got your things that you can do that are going to work really well. Because when you have that, what happens is you're distributing content in other places, and that's going to get you seen more, you know, the more you're there with links and things like that, the better, it's just going to work for you. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's like creating that omnipresence that like the appearance that you are everywhere, <laughs> even though, yeah. you, I mean, that's something we really feel passionate about too at Amplify You is like just the repurposing, redistributing your content like everywhere. And I love what you just said. And I just want to bring this point back up again, just in case people missed it. So when you're creating your show, really think about ways that you can create and segment your show. So that's really easy to chop up afterwards. So how we're kind of doing our interview right now is kind of like a longer interview and it's going to be a bigger chunk of like 20 to 30 minutes. Now, some things that we could do outside of this is we could do maybe, um, you know, a rapid fire question answer at the end where I ask you five questions, you answer five questions and we can split all five of those up into little video bits or little quotes or little tweetables or at the beginning of the show I could do um, maybe two tips for something or I could ask you specific questions that draws out specific kind of like content that you can cut up and and utilize in different ways uh, too so I just wanted people to really listen to that like how you structure your show right from the beginning is going to mm -hmm. really help you market it a lot better on the back end so thank you for saying that Laura. yeah and promoting your guests is a really good thing because you want them to promote the interview but when you really what I find is promoting other people is something that is received very very well if I'm busy talking about me 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 a lot of times it's like okay we heard you yeah <laughs> but share this really great expert with me tell me about this other person and when you're talking about what's happening today you know even for people who are just sitting home you know with their kids and they're not used to it it's funny you know I, there was a mom and she's like, for all you people who don't have kids at home during this COVID quarantine, you know, tell me, do you get to take naps on Saturday? You know, <laughs> do you get to do what you want all day long? You know, because people are like, you know, they're homeschooling their children. They're not used to that. So it's, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, even it's hard to like record podcast interviews with everyone here too. <laughs> and I'm sure our podcasters are feeling that with their, you know, not only are we like, you know, mom, now we're mom and also business mom and also teacher and also, you know, and also trying to record good content as an expert too. It's pretty tricky. So it's a yeah. lot of hats that we have to wear right now. And I think, you know, just being gentle with ourselves and being okay with like not producing at 110 speed as normal. I think this is kind of the nice kind of, um, 
opportunity for us to kind of, like you said, mentioned earlier, take a look and reevaluate what we're doing. Are we serving the people we really want to be serving? And are we serving them in the best way? And maybe uh -huh. can we pivot to do something else? Are you seeing a lot of businesses pivot and offer different kinds of products and services? I know you mentioned the, the delivery drivers or the restaurants turning into delivery. Are you seeing anything else in like the online space that um, has been some good ideas? Well, one thing that really struck me, I think I may have mentioned before, realtors are doing virtual showings now with Zoom. Mm -hmm. And it's the contingency on the contract is that they get to see the house before they're actually going to buy it, but everything is being done virtually. And I think that people are finding ways to, you know, there's, for people who are not used to working at home, they're, when you're really focused and you have a disciplined work environment for yourself you're actually more productive because at an office there are all these distractions and things like that so i think some in some ways people are going to find that they are more productive yeah. and people who haven't like a lot of people are jumping in to get help with social media right now because if if somebody really doesn't like technology and has been kind of going oh i don't want to do that they're going to love it and they're going to be thinking okay this is my lifeline where they didn't have to before mm -hmm. so i think being able to use the, the social channels that we have, being able to use the meeting tools that we have and coordinating that way, uh, I, I think that's going to be different. We're probably going to see more virtual summits because mm -hmm. live events are being canceled. I noticed that this week already. I was like, there's going to be virtual summits this week, whether they were already pre-planned or not. But, you know, I think there was a lot more going on because that, that was a trend that was kind of fading a little bit for a while there, right? It wasn't as popular. Now, all of a sudden, it's yeah. <laughs> and you have a lot of live trainings and there are people who are still doing product launches and they're launching their classes and everything like that. And, you know, for the people who, as much as there are people who are out of work right now, there are probably more people who are just working from home. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people's cash flow haven't been disrupted completely as much as some others. You know, there are businesses that are losing a lot of clients because of what's going on, because of the ripple effect. But again, you know, maybe instead of only offering something that's high ticket, mm -hmm. maybe there is something that you offer that is a lower price point that's offered online that people can do. So it's, it's really reinventing. Um, I heard of one company, this was actually really cool. I was interviewing a financial, well, he was interviewing me as a financial planner that I work with. And in Utah, there's a company that does craft stuff for, mm -hmm. for kids. And they created these craft bags and let people know on social media, hey, we'll come drop this off at your house. And this is activities for you to do with your children. And we'll spray it with Lysol. We'll make sure it's all disinfected <laughs> for you. But, you know, call us up and we'll, you know, you can buy this and you've got activities, which is people need you know exactly like there's so many businesses that are pivoting but i think just getting more creative like i think we were mentioning before we press record my brother and his partner uh teach online after, uh after they teach in person after school programs for kids about entrepreneurship skills and now they're pivoted to now teaching them online with the kids and it's been great actually for us because we're too far away from their like physical location so mm -hmm. now my son's been joining in them uh couple hours a day. It's been fantastic. It's really cool. So I think we're going to see um, some new types of offerings from businesses, right? Like the light, like the, the company dropping off the crafts. That could be yeah. a new business. That could be a whole new way of doing your business. And uh, yeah, I think we're going to see some really neat things come out of this. And, and like you said, you know, for those of us that go into high ticket stuff, well, maybe now 
turn the tables and do something low ticket or something else. How I love the idea of just continuously thinking, how else can we serve the people that we want to serve and what else can we do for them? And what are they needing right now? And normally they're in the office space, but now they're at home and what do they need now? Well, now they need technology. Thank God for zoom, right? Exactly. Everybody is using zoom. And, uh, you know, I think that's a really great thing to just keep in mind. And I don't think we can go wrong in our businesses with just looking for different ways to serve and help and, and be supportive, right? I think there's going to be a lot more people that are going to need some programs on how to run an online business, how to do digital marketing, right? I think maybe pivoting from having clients to maybe teaching is some things that some of us could, that our technical could start doing too. Absolutely. And one thing to keep in mind when you get online, make sure that whatever page you're going to send people to, like if you have a website that they're going to go to, if you have even a LinkedIn profile, make sure that it's set up for conversion, make sure that your messaging is right. And it's better to get help with that. You know, if you can outsource something and find a professional who can do it better than you, it's going to help your business because you're going to look better. Mm, Yeah. You know, and and some people may think, well, wait a minute. (laughs) And it'll save you some time too. Yeah, well, you want to buy your time back by hiring someone else. And also, you know, you're always going to be a work in progress. I always feel like I'm always a work in progress. And as things change, I'm having to, you know, I'm doing some different things right now as well. And the fun thing about it is that it's, you know, it's this is new and we're creating new things that are going to work better for people, which is great. And you want people to really be able to, see who you are and see what you do and identify, wait a minute, she can help me. He can help me. I need that. Okay. And then make it accessible. Make it, make it a low barrier entry. You know, it's not like you have to give everything away because no one's going to buy from you right now, but give them a piece that they can start with and then give them the next thing that they can do. Make it easy for them to get moving in the direction that they need to help them set that goal, help them see where they need to go and why. And then everything can come together from there. Yeah, I love that. that that's a really great point. Thank you, Laura, for that. And any last, like, where can we find out more information about you? Where can we find out how we work with you? And what kind of things can you do with us? <laughs> Perfect. Uh, if you go to 416sales.com, I have a free ebook that I would love you to get. It's uh, 12 Secret Sales Hacks that have stood the, t- uh, stood the test of time. And it goes back 100 years or more taking some sales knowledge that has been handed down generation to generation. And you'll recognize everything that's being taught from today, from where it came from a hundred years ago. And it really will give business people an understanding of what they need to do to be successful and what's involved and, and how to stay committed and determined and persistent in what you're doing. And then from there, you can set up a 30-minute free consultation with me. And we can talk strategy and we can talk what do you need to do in internet marketing. Not everything has to be paid for when you're doing internet marketing, but sometimes it makes sense to do that. Mm-hmm. And so to really help you understand, you know, what can I do now? I think that's the big question. Now what is the thing that people are asking? And so I would love to spend 30 minutes with anybody who has to answer now what mm-hmm. and help them figure out what now. and and put that together if some um so they can do that and 416sales.com i love it and such an easy website too 416 sales what does 416 stand for i'd love to know (laughs) okay so i needed to create a dba Mm -hmm. back a couple years ago 
and my street address was 416 Hockingbird Lane. And <laughs> so I was like, okay, 416 sales, we can do that. I'm doing sales, why not? Good. good thing it wasn't 420 sales because that would be just a whole different industry, right? It would, it would be really, really different, yeah. And someone said to me, too bad it's not like, you know, 316, you know, for, you know, John 316. I was like, well, you know, it's okay. The number works. I like 416. That's good. I wonder if that's a good numerology kind of number. It probably is. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm sure, yeah, it, it'll be what, what I make it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you, Laura, for sharing your knowledge and make sure you guys go 416 sales.com check it out connect with laura and she's offering you guys 30 minutes to just figure out what's next how to pivot what to look for how to serve your clients better especially in crazy times like we're in right now so um, make sure you connect with laura and laura thank you so much for being with us today and uh, we'll see you next time guys thanks for being with us today thank you so much Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.